Welcome to the process of progress, an ongoing conversation between two friends and sometimes other creators about removing resistance, moving forward, and manifesting your desired reality. If you've ever been at a loss with these frequently touted higher concepts, you're not alone. We're figuring it out too. Please join us for our bi-weekly check-ins where we test out some real-life applications, review our blunders and successes, and keep our faith in the, the process, process of, of progress. progress. That's right. What? Well, okay, hang on. <laughs> Quick introduction. My name is Cecilia. I am here with the fabulous Hollis, and we are the co-creators of The Process of Progress. Welcome, everybody. We're stoked to be here. Welcome. So happy to be here. And after that quick intro, why don't you tell our fabulous audience about your new high-tech recording studio (laughs) and why you can't move? (laughs) So I am recording not at home this week. I am recording at my boyfriend's, and he very sweetly set up a little, um, like, beach tent for me to record in (laughs) in the living room. And um, so I have, like, a little plastic... um, like there's like a bottom piece to it that's like kind of plastic and I'm I actually have like there's space above my head which is great <laughs> but if it sounds different or if you hear any any plastic crinkling um it's because I'm in a new recording studio trying something new out <laughs> yep Yep. And uh, I also am in a new recording studio. Um, I was in it last time, but it is new from the last, the first couple episodes we were recording. Mine is a uh, A-frame drying rack. (laughs) (laughs) I really feel like we should have, we should have like a little mini something of like all the different ways that you can set up your at-home recording studio with supplies you already have at home. completely agree we um you know you too can can yeah can make this happen um so yeah anywhere yeah a frame drying rack uh -hmm. quilt and the the back of the recording studio is a is an armchair the floor is a big pillow and that that's yeah so we're real professional we're real professional Well, I think the technical definition of being a professional is that you get paid for what you do. Mm, um, really? I think so. That's what I was oh. told in in art college. I mean, I would disagree. I would say that it's your approach to how you do your work. Like if you're mm. professional, if if you're if if you are professionally approaching the work that you do mm-hmm. and you're because, I mean, how many artists out there are super professional, but they don't get paid? Well, and how many morons are out there getting paid? So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't know if I agree with whoever told you this at SBA. Cease. Oh, believe me, I've contemplated it with, you know, a lot of like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> is, that, is that right? I don't know if that's right or not. <laughs> but, it, but it makes me feel good when I do get paid for my artwork. Because then I'm like, yeah, oh, of I'm, course. A, I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> so it, I guess it works and I agree with it when it's in my favor is what mm. I, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I get that I totally get that there's a lot of things where um you know I, I move from one end of the spectrum to the other when it works in my favor yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> anyway 
anyway. It's not hypocritical at all. No, um, no, <laughs> no, no, it's not. I would argue that it's, in fact, a little bit professional, so. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways. Yes. Um, <laughs> so last week we talked about burnout and we talked about um, two experiences, one for each of us, uh, that really, really drove us to kind of the the peak point of burnout for ourselves. And so this week we thought it would be very apropos to talk about what is allowing us to recover from burnout and kind of refilling our empty mm-hmm. wells, our empty yep. cups. Yeah. Um, and we're really excited to talk about this because, you know, it's something that we've both been really putting to action. Yeah. Yeah. And something that I know that I would like to start off by saying is that putting into action and making sure that the well is being full, but that that actually took a while for me to accept about Mm -hmm. just myself. And I think most people have this, but for whatever reason, we have a culture where it's not acceptable to stop and refill the well. Luckily, I think we're shifting away from that to Mm -hmm. more of a culture that does accept that we have wells that need to be refilled. But I think that's relatively new, certainly not the way I was brought up. And that now it's like, oh, it does have to be refilled. And knowing that that's a little bit of a process in itself. Mm -hmm. And that was... Yeah. Yeah. It takes time, right? I do think that it's funny because... um, because it takes time and it takes patience, it can be really frustrating to want to take care of yourself. Yeah. Which you don't think it should be that way. Like it seems so ass backwards to like be frustrated that you need care. Mm -hmm. But I am frequently at that spot where I just, Mm -hmm. I'm like, am I, I, I need, it's like, am I, I don't know. There's, it sounds harsh, but it really is the internal dialogue. I, I, I really feel weak. I feel weak and inadequate whenever I need that refill. And I wonder if that's also like a perception around, cause I know I, I really struggle with asking for help mm. and I've been working very hard for like probably the past two years um, to, to try and ask for help more consistently when I really need it. And I do feel like there's, um, there's maybe, maybe just in our society, in our culture, there's like a level of, of shame that kind of goes with not knowing what to do or knowing how to do it all yourself. Mm -hmm. And it, it, yeah, it can look like weakness when, you need to ask for help and when you need assistance and when you need care. Yeah. And so there's this like, um, just like kind of negative, negative view, negative um, mentality that kind of comes with, with asking for support and then everything that comes with it maybe. Which is so ass backwards to me when there's so much research talking about how we evolved to be a social species Mm -hmm. and yet there's this overriding tendency to not want to not want to ask for help and not want to be communal about getting things done and 
I guess I wonder sometimes if that's nature or nurture or if it's like an older part of ourselves that overrides that communal part of people or if it's more of a cultural conditioning that overrides that need to to ask for help to to get things done mm-hmm. and I don't have an answer it's just a mm-hmm. it's just a thought train that mm-hmm. that yeah, shows hypothesis. up yeah um especially I've been in recovery mode from the burnout we talked about last week and oh yeah same same it's been probably the first time in my life that I've been pretty okay with it and that's a good feeling I, I don't I'm not sure I'm not sure about you Hollis but I know that I've been like I've been okay with taking the time that it needs to to fill up those wells again well and I, I so I've been in that same place where I'm like you know I'm I'm taking my time with things I'm taking care of myself a lot more I'm really giving myself the space to decompress to do nothing to relax to be imaginative and and I think it really, for me, I feel like I'm, I've been given permission to do it because the whole country is at a standstill. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, yeah. I really wonder, before all of this started, I was really trying to implement like a very rigid 40-hour work week for myself, which I don't think I've given myself a 40-hour work week in a very, very long time because I've worked for myself and I've worked from home and it's really hard to have boundaries on like your work time when you work from home, as I'm sure a lot of people are starting to recognize as they work from home right now. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so I was starting to try and implement that just like eight hour work days. And it was, it was pretty tough, but I was like making it happen. And then the whole self quarantine coronavirus thing <laughs> pandemic <laughs> just like happened and everything everything has shut down and there's it really is like we're being put on timeout on purpose mm-hmm. so it really does feel like hey let's all slow down let's all take a minute to stop take a look at what we're doing and decompress from the rapid fire rapid pace that we've all been moving at mm-hmm. and really examine like what our next steps are, like how can we slow down and really recover from all of the intensity that we've been, we've been working with. And so I don't know, I I don't know if you feel that way, but I I definitely feel like that's why I've been able to recover more than I normally, normally would in different circumstances. Yeah. Cause there's like, yeah, you're quite literally being told to stay home. Mm -hmm. Um, I would, I would say that, I would say yes. Um, There was definitely this added permission to to decompress because of what was going on. Um, But even with that permission and even knowing that I needed it, I still kind of like, and this is the one of the few times in my life that I felt comfortable like taking a break and recharging. But there was still, at the beginning, I still had to like sit myself down mentally and say, you need to recharge. Don't feel Mm -hmm. so anxious, like, to keep going. Like, Mm -hmm. I still definitely had to kind of 
yeah, metaphorically, like, pull myself aside and be like, girl, like, chill. Please chill. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think a lot of people, I, okay, this is something my husband said to me that I thought was really interesting. Um, because there's been a lot of complaint about how people in this country are generally very lazy and how many people just want to live off the government and how many people are like desperate to get back to work Mm -hmm. (laughs) after being stuck at home this whole time and just how it kind of I think shows that one that's just not true and that we are generally a country of very hard working people Um, Mm -hmm. but I also think it really showed how much like that's what I'm trying to get here that it doesn't take a lot of recharge before people want to get back to work. Yes. And definitely that's something that I always forget is that it doesn't take that long, but it does. So, okay. So this is really interesting to me because we were just saying it can take a lot of time, right? It can. And so I, I wonder if there's, if there's, um, you know, last week we were talking about how, there's kind of certain levels of, of exhaustion. It's like, you know, again, going back to like the well metaphor mm-hmm. or the, you know, the water metaphor, like if you're diving into your reserves yeah. and your resource and like you have so much water and most of the time you're just kind of skimming off the surface, but it's able to like refill on a pretty regular basis. Yeah. Like how quickly is it to then be able to like after some, some good amount, like a good amount of self care mm-hmm. downtime, mm-hmm. relaxing, not doing work, not feeling pressure, not feeling, um, you know, external forces being like, Hey, you got to do this. You got to do this. How quickly is it to then like refill that little bit that you, you, um, you took off the surface and then there are other moments where it's like you, you empty out the well, you yeah. go like deeper beyond yeah. like the bottom of the well, and then you have to fill it all the way back up again. And that I think can take a lot of time. It's almost like, <clears throat> you know, how long have you been, how long have you been pushing yourself to what level of intensity have you been pushing yourself and, and how much, do you really need to, to recover? Cause there have been, there have definitely been a lot of times in my life, especially over the last couple of years where like I fill up a little bit mm-hmm. and I start to feel this energy and I'm like, Oh yeah, like I can, I can operate at like my regular high capacity again. And then I get burnt out real quick all over mm-hmm. again. But right now I feel like this is an extended amount of time. That's really allowing me to find a different rhythm and and really fill up in a way that I haven't been able to fill up in a really long time. Hmm. And that feels like a longer process than just like, you know, a couple days or a week. Um, I like it, it feels like it needs to be a couple months. <laughs> I think that's a really good point. I think that's a really, really good point. Um, I. Yeah, I think I think to make that you made a really important differentiation between like a short maybe you need to recover for like a weekend or a week versus when you do need to recover for a period like two months. And some people, depending on what they've gone through, like maybe they even need years. Mm-hmm. I totally. I've, I've feel like I've been fortunate enough to not 
have gone through a situation where I need years to recover. But I guess as you were talking about that differentiation between needing a truly long time to fill the wells up versus uh, a relatively short time, um, I still thought that relative to the time that you had to tap into the reserve wells, that the healing process I think is pretty quick. Um, like, yeah, I think that's the, cause like what, like I realized that, well, I don't know though, because like I had to tap into the reserve wells for about a week, like truly, mm-hmm. like the, like the, the bottom, the bottom of the well, like I tapped into it for about a week. And then, yeah, I would say it's taken almost this full month to feel normal. Yeah. So. And I think it depends on, like, it depends on your personality, too, mm-hmm. right? It kind of depends on, um, like, I think there's a lot of people out there that are still trying to figure out what their self-care tools are. Like, what mm-hmm. helps them really fill back up again and feel really, truly nourished yeah. And that I think also comes into play too. Like how long does it take for you to actually decompress from the intensity of everything that you just went through and then be able to apply the tools that you need and then actually do the healing work to get out on to the other side. I think that's another really good point too, because um, I know that part of my, why I, I, always felt like there was something wrong with me when I needed to recharge and why this is the one of the first times in my adult life that I've given myself the actual permission to recharge mm-hmm. um, is because I grew up in a family of energizer bunnies that don't ever stop and so mm-hmm. and their recovery time from almost anything is virtually zero it's like phenomenal to me how they just continually keep going. And my mom like takes time out to recover. Like she does, but it's like a weekend and I'm over here. Like, you know, I need, I need way more time than a weekend. And Mm -hmm. and she's, she's like good or she'll like go and get a massage and she's good. So it's like, she needs like an hour to like maybe max a weekend. (laughs) And, um, and so like, their personalities are just like they just don't need as much recovery time I guess as, as myself and my brother's the same way um, like so I lived in this family of people that just didn't need that much recovery time for anything ever and or you know it's like it has occurred to me that maybe they did and they just never gave themselves that and that they just right. kept going and yeah, um, I've definitely been the first of my immediate family that has consciously been like, no, I need time and talked about needing time. So, mm-hmm. and beyond that, I really was hoping to talk about what, um, what taking time out and recharging looks like for both of us, because we're talking about it in sort of these vague terms. And I was like, Hollis, what do you do? What does recharging yeah. look like for you? Yeah, let's talk specifics. Um, recharging for me, and I think I think this is so indicative of what everybody's doing right now. Yeah. Cooking. 
Yeah. I mean, (laughs) huge, like actual, actual nourishment, actually Mm -hmm. like slowing down enough to like, you know, pick out food that like pick out a recipe, think about what you actually are craving, Mm -hmm. pick out ingredients, at the grocery store or on your like Amazon whole foods list and (laughs) and delivered. And, (laughs) And then like actually do the work with your hands. Like, Mm. I feel like cooking is huge, huge, huge for for decompression and for, Mm. like, really, really, like, literally nourishing your body and your spirit. And it's very earthy working with your, like, for me, anything that I'm doing with my hands feels very nourishing. Like, I've been repainting my whole apartment. Mm. And even though it's, even though it's exhausting, like, even though I'm really tired at the end of it. Um, it feels so rewarding and because I'm like, it's very meditative and because I'm doing something with my hands, even though it's not like it has a purpose and it's not just for, just for pleasure only, like that is super, super nourishing. Like taking care of my space is super Mm. nourishing. Um, reading a book, taking care of my brain, like that feels really nourishing and still, like <laughs> I feel like I've said this many times on this podcast, like any form of exercise mm. because that's also like taking care of my body. And I know some of those things don't sound like super restorative in the sense that like I'm totally relaxing and doing nothing, but all of those things, even though they take energy, feel really, really rejuvenating and they build energy and inspiration and creativity and health and just make me feel really good. So those have really been like my priorities for when I'm not doing work because um, because they just make me feel happier, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, what about you, Cease? Well, one, I know what you mean as far as not doing nothing is actually not restorative for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to be sick to do nothing <laughs> like mm-hmm. pers- personally. And I, and I know that not everybody's wired that way. Like truly my husband is somebody where it's like, he needs to recharge. He needs to do like, fuck all. Like mm-hmm. he needs to be on his phone, like playing a game. And sometimes I'm like that, like every right. once in a while I'm like that, but I can't do that consistently for a right. long time because I just get irritated. Yeah. Like I just, I just feel like, like it's not it's not even that I'm wasting my time. It just I I I wonder if it's just like like I do it to a point and then I start to feel like the energy kind of bubbling inside me and I'm like I I want to do something that is technically considered productive but that also feels good. Like both mm-hmm. of those things together feel like they rebuild re- rebuild me from the inside. <laughs> I would I would say that that to me is essentially being like it's a very free form of creativity like to be productive but it's because for me it's like if I can only like consume so much before I'm like I really want to create something and creating something for me is extremely restorative Mm -hmm. um you know, in the sense of like true creation where it's like, it's organic, it's curious. It's almost like an exploration time. Um, it's, it's playing essentially. And, and play has been defined as a very high bri- vibration that's very healing and restorative. Mm-hmm. And so I would say that the act of playing, which is something you, I, I just, I guess for me, I just don't do 
in a stagnant position of any kind, it's like that, that that's, that's how I would define it if I had to like kind of parse it out. Um, but so similar to you. Really quick on that, really yeah. quick on the play thing. Yeah. Do you feel like too, like the, because all of these things I was just thinking, all of these things that I like to do, I also don't give myself like a time limit. Like I don't yeah. give myself any sort of like boundary. I'm just like, I'm going to do this mm-hmm. all day. I'm going to give myself however many hours. Like I just don't, I don't even think about the time. I just give myself like a lot of space mm-hmm. to be able to do the, the thing that I want to do. And that also makes a big difference. I would definitely say, yeah, like that there's like, I don't even think about that. I'm not going to put a time limit on it. I'm just like, I'm, I'm more on the end of like, I'm just going to do this because I feel like it. And then you just kind of like, you just kind of go through it and yeah, explore. So, um, I would say not putting very much structure on it really probably makes a big difference. Like for, especially for listeners out there that might be going like, well, how do I even do that? How do I even like set up an activity so that it feels more like playing? I think the idea of not putting any bounds on it or time limit on it is probably a really valuable tool. Yeah, completely. I completely agree. Um, so I am definitely in the same boat as you where cooking is a massive, massive part of my restorative process. Is somebody vacuuming mm-hmm. upstairs? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm just no, like sitting here. I'm like, Cece's going to have to edit so much of this recording. I'm, so I'm not going to. No, I'm actually probably not going to be able to edit that out if it's like part of the raw recording. So um, there's there's a lot of background noise. I'm so, so sorry, you guys. Somebody <laughs> is using their um, their restorative time and their cleaning, which is very using valuable. using actually like their lawnmower to vacuum upstairs. <laughs> like it's so loud. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, uh, so yeah, they're they're obviously um, cleaning for them with a lawnmower. It's obviously mm-hmm. how they recharge. Um, it's all good, but um, yeah. So uh, now I can't unhear it. I'm, just like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it is some things it, that you just like can't control. You live, you live in fucking <laughs> New York. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, you live in New York. We don't have professional sound studios yet. Yeah, no, it's all good audience hope Please you enjoy me, yeah listeners. thank you <laughs> um yeah cooking massive massive part of my restorative process um and I've definitely noticed that I actually have like tiers of activities that I do when I'm recovering and I can and uh, they're so I cook cooking is what I do first and cooking is what I do because I moved spaces as well and so there was the need to feel settled and there was the need to restore, and so I just cooked up a storm. Like, I mean, I, I've, I've just been cooking nonstop, but it's been fun for me, and I've enjoyed it. And because I had the space, it became a creative process, and I have probably come up with more things and tried new things of cooking that I just, I haven't ever done before. And so that's been mm-hmm. really cool and exciting. And the other thing that I find really restorative about it is that I really love sharing it with other people and making that connection, um, giving other people enjoyment. And so that's very, very restorative for me. Um, then after that, I've been uh, writing a lot. So after the, the wells get emptied, um, 
I don't mean to use a hyperbolic phrase, but I don't really know how else to describe it. It's almost like going through a, a minor trauma and the trauma is replayed pretty constantly um, until it works itself out. And I know that the the week that my wells ran dry, I just kept replaying moments from what happened over and over and over in my head. And then as I noticed, as I was relaxing and I was cooking, what started to happen was those thoughts began to work it, work themselves out and I wasn't thinking about them as much. And then my thoughts started to turn back towards what they usually turn towards, which is like characters and plot lines and, you know, the dialogue that needs to happen next in the sci-fi that I'm writing. So that was exciting to see that kind of come back and to sit down and be able to write again and have that be a part of the restorative process. And then after that, I know I'm in a good place whenever the illustration starts to come back. That's kind of like, it's a yes, weird thing that happens totally. and, and I don't know why, but for some reason illustration is like the final, like I am comfortable and I am good and it doesn't ever come out unless, unless like everything's in place and I'm good and relaxed. And then it's like, Oh, 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 okay. Like let's, let's sit down and like create imagery again. Um, and so that's been the final the final cherry on the Sunday, and I'm pleased to announce that I've been sketching again, and so that was really exciting to to see that come come out again. And um, yeah, again, that's how I know that I've hit a good a good spot, and that the wells are really starting to like the reserve wells are filled up, and I'm feeling more like myself. And um, yeah, and I would say. There is, like, those are the things that, like, I'm outputting and that I'm creating. And, uh, yeah, watching movies and doing some reading as well. Um, still, I think that's... I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was still working on that 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 novel talked about last week, Magica. I think I'm on page 250 <laughs> instead of, of 800. We'll check in with you in, it sounds like... <laughs> Like six months? Yeah. <laughs> and you'll be done. <laughs> the 800 page novel. Please turn out some on approximately page 200. So, yeah, I've been doing some reading and um, watching movies with other people has been fun. And very restorative. You know, yeah, I wanted to say I feel like you brought up a really good point about um, paying attention to, to what is a clear sign that, like, mm. you've. You, you're either doing the healing or that you're out, like you've come out on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm also kind of starting to recognize what those things are for me because I've been so much more inspired to learn and I've been mm. so much more in inspired to, to write. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't write, I don't write like Cecilia does, but I love to journal and I love to, um, like hopefully now that I have a little more energy, I can contribute to our, our process of progress blog a little bit more consistently um but I like those sorts of things like having inspiration and having the energy to want to absorb new information mm. is and not just like and and not just kind of um like I know one thing that I do when things are usually open is I love going to art museums because that helps me to decompress and oh, find inspiration yeah. without without having to do anything except for just like walk from room to room and just like 
you know, stare and contemplate things. And that's really inspiring. But I feel like that's part of where I am when I like need, need to be rejuvenated in some Mm, way. Yeah. And then when I come out on the other side of it, it's like, oh, I can start creating art for myself Mm. and, and absorbing new information and learning for myself. Mm -hmm. And those I feel like are very clear signs that like I'm on the other side of it. Mm. So I think that that's a really important part for people too, to start recognizing like, oh, what are, what are the things that are clear indicators that I'm feeling kind of back to normal, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, um, I, you know, I didn't know this about myself either until this round of needing to recover from something. I am more, I think, I know I've mentioned this a few times throughout the podcast, but I really am more extroverted than I always thought I was. I've found that I've not done very much of this healing by myself. Um, yeah, I've actually done most of it with other people, like just hanging out with other people, watching movies with other people, cooking for or with other people. Um, a lot of time spent with the people that I'm quarantined with. (laughs) So it's a good thing that we're together. Um, you know, having phone calls, talking with friends, like I, I actually was way more social in the restorative process than I thought I was going to be. Definitely spent time alone, but not nearly as much as I thought I would. And, um, yeah. And that's a really important thing to recognize too. Like I consider myself an extroverted introvert, (laughs) (laughs) but I am, I'm on the, I'm on the other side of that where it's like, you know, I can have a conversation, I can have maybe two conversations with friends every day mm-hmm. and they can be like an hour each. So like two hours total. And I'm like, that's worn me out. Yeah. Like that's, that's really all that I need. I can just be by myself for the rest of the day and feel great. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, sometimes I feel like I really do a lot of restoring with people. Like every time I teach a class, Mm-hmm. I get so much energy from that. And that's so exciting to like see people connect with people that way on zoom <laughs> now. Yeah. But, yeah. um, but, but also for the most part, like I have to have a lot of alone time and by myself time and introverted time. And that for me is like very, very nourishing. So yeah. Also checking in with like the kind of, the kind of, um, personality that you are in that sense. But I do think you've said this to me before, and I fully agree that like we do the most effective healing like all around in in community and with other people. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think that should be another topic for for one of these podcasts, because it's like, yeah, I think that true healing takes place with others. You can do. I think so, too. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it's, again, being a communal species, I just think that's part of it. So, <laughs> Which is so interesting because we are, as everybody's been saying, together and apart. <laughs> so <sighs> it's like it's becoming very clear to all of us, like how communal we are. Yeah. But to what extent do we need to, do we each individually need to be communal, I guess? I, uh, yeah, I just... I just want to go hang out at a cafe. I know. I really, that's really all I, I really want right now. I really want to go to a concert. Yeah. Just like, yeah. 
want to go to a cafe? And, oh, God, when you said, like, art museum, I was like, eh. <laughs> like, Yeah, I've been missing that so much. Well, and, okay, St. Louis has beautiful botanical gardens. They're just gorgeous. And it's spring, and they're full bloom, and I can't go. <laughs> oh. So... That's another thing that as soon as all this is over, I'm going straight to the botanical gardens and having a picnic. <laughs> I know. I'm going straight to MoMA and just like wandering for hours, like giving myself I... like a weekend. I'll sleep over. I'll, I'll hide in the bathroom. And I'll stay there. And I'm like, <laughs> I know. I'm so curious to see what how people react once they have once they can go outside and be normal again. I think there's going to be just this huge rush of people being like, oh my God. <laughs> like thank I God. think I think it's gonna be a little of everything, you know. I think yeah. that like there's gonna be tears of of it because mm-hmm. I mean I think a lot of people I mean talk about, you know, intense experiences. I think a lot of people are gonna have a lot of PTSD from this whole thing and there's gonna mm. there's gonna be a lot of um stress like once we start going outside so I think that people are gonna need these tools for like how to take care of themselves and how to how to restore in these um in these situations because I don't know I think that there's there's it's gonna be like the full spectrum right it's like people are gonna be like oh my god I'm Mm -hmm. gonna go out and do everything and then there's other people who are gonna like tiptoe outside you know in July of 2021 and be like is it safe (laughs) is it safe and can I go back can I go back yeah, because not everybody suffered from this. Like, I think a lot of people are quite happy with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were just to wrap it up. We yeah. talked about um, like the extent to which you need to fill up your well. Right. That's yeah. like kind of step one, recognizing or just kind of like feeling that out. Mm-hmm. And then step two, figuring out the things that really nourish you and feed you, whether it's doing nothing or doing some sort of productive something without boundaries, with a lot of play and a lot of freedom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, just like figuring out too, if you, if you heal with people or alone or what kind of balance that is. Yeah. And I feel like there was one other thing. Mm, oh recognizing the signs um when you feel like you've kind of come out of it like the when you feel like you're you're kind of back to normal like what are those signs yeah yeah wow great job summarizing (laughs) so good with that thank you (laughs) that's incredible thank y'all you're like you're like shark notes (laughs) i use my brain sometimes they called shark notes what are they oh what was it called Cliff notes. Why do they're called shark notes? My goodness. I don't know. I feel like I've heard of shark notes before. I feel like that could be a thing, but I don't know if it's the same or if it's like a ripoff of cliff notes. I don't know. Somebody make shark notes happen while they're in quarantine, so I don't sound like an idiot. That would be great. <laughs> just make that just happen. Just a website, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> cliff notes. You're like cliff notes. There we go. Um, so we also kind of wanted to end the podcast on. Uh, we were talking about stimulus checks mm-hmm. and we were like, <laughs> we were each talking about what we were going to do with stimulus checks. Mm-hmm. And, um, cause you know, talking about it did bring us a little bit of joy. So <laughs> we're like, what, what are you going to do with yours? Or at least a part of yours. Cause I, I'll go first. I was very, 
my husband and I decided that um, while most of it obviously needs to be used in a prudent manner, we did have a little pact to we can each get one thing that isn't necessary. <laughs> and I'm very excited because I'm going to get headphones I can work out with. And I'm so excited about that. <laughs> so awesome. And that's also yeah. so like necessary. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's a really important thing to have. <laughs> in my well, humble opinion. Well, I'm, I'm very stoked about it because I forever kind of worked out either without music or like a jerry-rigged system and so to actually have real headphones that won't fall out of my head will be amazing <laughs> yeah that will be a game changer for sure yeah what's so funny about that I haven't been working out with headphones <laughs> I haven't been oh, working really? out with any kind of music yeah which is really interesting I don't know why less noise is what I've, I'm clearly craving right now I want Lizzo to come with me <laughs> on my run damn it <laughs> More she hasn't power been able to. to you. She should. She needs to be right alongside you. Like, you go, girl. Um, so what I, you know, I haven't even really thought about what I want to spend my stimulus check on. I'm just like, I want to pay off my bills and pay down my debt and like lame. do all that. I know it's so lame. But if I, if I really am being like super honest, I also really want to buy either like a new chair for my spare room that's like really loungy and comfy or mm-hmm. just like a lot of chocolate to get me through the rest of self-quarantine it's probably going to be chocolate option two <laughs> yeah option like fine two. and raw i am coming for you oh. oh girl god now you've mentioned another th- i'm like art museums fine and raw all these things you gotta come back to new york once once this whole thing is leveled oh. out Oh, girl, once the tiny house is done, first place I'm going is NYC. Come visit me. I'm going to. Yay. <laughs> going to. Yeah, uh, yeah. get chocolate. That sounds mm-hmm. like an amazing way to spend a little bit of stimulus check money. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, dear listeners. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. To learn more about the podcast and its creators, visit processofprogress.com. Connect on Instagram at process underscore of progress and on Facebook at process of progress podcast. If everything's yellow, you found the right place. Recording. Recording. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) If you're you're happy happy and you know know it, it, clap clap your hands. Clap your hands. No, that wasn't in line. Again. Okay, okay. let's do it again. One, two, three. <laughs> if you're happy, if you're happy, happy and you, you know it, you know it, clap, clap your hands. Okay. That was, that, was, that was terrible. That was so bad. We still, we still, were, we still made it happen, though. I think we're getting better. Are we? <laughs> I think we're getting better.